Like if you drew anything on a vampire's face when they were sleeping, would they ever know? You could creep into the crypt with a sharpie, do a quick Hitler moustache, crazy eyebrows, a cheeky twig and berries. They'd never know, would they? How would they ever know? They wouldn't. And since it's permanent, it would be there forever. That's right. I must tell you a quick story before we jump in. Oh, God. My name's Adrian Lee, by the way, and I'm your host. Hey, Adrian. When? Thank you, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) My mother made the fateful mistake of telling us when we were kids that her nickname growing up in the playground back in the 1950s was Olive because she was so skinny. She looked like olive oil. Oh, nice. So everyone called my mother Olive. Well, that's the worst thing to tell your teenage kids, right? So from that point on, mum was known as Olive to the point where friends used to come over and visit and they genuinely thought my mother's name was Olive. (laughs) Well, my mother (laughs) fell asleep. It was Sunday (gasps) afternoon. We've been watching the soccer. We've just had Sunday dinner. She's had a port and lemon. She sat on the sofa, fast asleep. Me and my sister thought it'd be funny if we got our Sharpies. And I wrote the name Olive in a Sharpie on the back of her ear. And we forgot about it. No more was thought about this. On the Monday, she comes home from work and she works in a biochemistry lab at one of the biggest hospitals in London, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And she said, what's on the back of my ear? I said, why? She said, a doctor came in today looking for some test results. And he said, why have you got Olive written on the back of your ear? <laughs> Good times. Terrible. Hi, America. Hello, world. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door with the word Olive written on the back of her ear. (laughs) Each week... We press our ear, without the word Olive written on it, against the bedroom wall to hear what my mother's snoring the last thing she heard before she goes to bed, picks and paws on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. Yes, she's dreaming about her wedding day in 1966. It's the wedding march. Oh, nice. Was it? Yes. Mendelssohn, I believe. But I'm no expert. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. 
points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather said this week if she owned a DeLorean, she would probably drive it from time to time. Welcome to the show, Heather. If that isn't the truth, I love them. (laughs) They're actually uh, remanufacturing those. Yes, they are. It came out in the news this week that they're actually going to start building them again. So if you buy one, you could probably make it between garages as you're driving along. I had the opportunity of buying one for like $3,000 about 10 years ago. I totally should have done it. Yeah, You'd have got your money back just renting that out to proms, weddings, events. I know. Can you imagine that at Crypticon? Paracon, I would have loved like it. Loved mm-hmm. it. They should do a remake of Back to the Future where there's no flying cars, but the people stare at their phones all the time and get offended by everything. Aww. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized coffee keeps her busy until it's acceptable to drink wine. Yes. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Any time after 10 a.m., I believe, in this town is the acceptable time. I like to think so. <laughs> I read a report this week that if you're more likely to drink black coffee, you will be a psychopath. So if you drink black coffee, the chances yep. are you'll be a psychopath. How do you take your coffee, Michelle? Black. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> what about you, Heather? How do you take your coffee? With half cream and half sugar so that leaves no room for coffee <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing considering you've had problems with your maths on this show in the past i know do you have seen me make coffee before you laugh at me when it's literally the, when the mil- team it's goes <laughs> cream and sugar there's no coffee in it the waitresses get extremely upset when i say i need more sugar oh, <laughs> more. Get me more sugar. what about you chad how do you have your coffee I don't even own cream, and I think my sugar is like rock solid. Yeah, I'd take Sweet. it black. Yeah, I, I've drank three cups of coffee in my life, and I've regretted every single one of them. It gives me a headache. It gives me the shakes. I want to be woken up in the morning with a nice cup of tea. Put a little bit of milk in it, a nice black tea, very English, woken up with a hug, rather than being woken up with a baseball bat. I do want to introduce Chad Peters. He's our resident psychologist. Chad thought he was unique and special until he had to pick a username. Welcome to the show, Chad. (laughs) I was asked for a password with seven characters, so I picked Snow White. Oh, God. (laughs) They're mad. They're bad. I thought that was quite good. (laughs) And they're paranormal. This is Series 3, Episode 48. We start, as always, as convention dictates, with the gong of infinite knowledge. This is the snoozy Martin Gong. Of infinite knowledge. Martin Gong. The snoozy one, huh? Yes, the Snow White dopey dock of statistics with the bashful sneezy fact. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. (gasps) 
Yeah. Now we mean business. Business. I remember my mother going through the seven dwarves of the menopause. Do you know those? (laughs) Itchy. Itchy, bitchy, (laughs) sweaty, sleepy, bloated, forgetful, and psycho. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jenny. Happy Uh, birthday. That is Trinity's birthday today. On this very day in 1858, the Mendelssohn Wedding March was first played at the wedding of Queen Victoria's daughter, also named Victoria, to the Crown Prince of Russia. My mother must be psychic as well as having the words olive written on her ear. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about weddings. Expert on weddings, Heather? No. You photographed a lot of weddings back in the day. Oh, good God, too many. You were a wedding photographer. (laughs) I probably, I, that is the only time I went to church. And I boasted that I probably went to church more than the typical Christian because I shot all those weddings. Yes. And someone stood behind you with a fire blanket, didn't they? Yeah. You should do well in this quiz then. Your first question, if you wish to grab the points, the toaster, the cut glass. Yeah. Decanter, uh-huh. the wedding gifts, the points that are a begging. Why do bridesmaids all wear the same dresses? It's a simple enough question. All the bridesmaids wear the same dresses. Because you just need the focus to... should be on the bride. Ah, I'm going to give you a little bit of extra information. All right. Back in the day, in fact, before Queen Victoria married Prince Albert, she wore a wedding dress that was different from the bridesmaids, and that was the first time almost. So I'm going to tell you that back in the day, and I'm giving you a clue. The bridesmaids wore the same dresses as the brides. The bride would wear her best dress, and the bridesmaids would then copy that. So everyone's wearing... In the same color and everything? Everything. Yeah. It was Queen Victoria, who's come up a couple hmm. of times tonight, that broke the mold, and everyone then had a different so dress. So is the question before why do bridesmaids? Victoria? Yes. Why do bridesmaids and the bride then, if you're going to throw that in, uh-huh. back in the day, all wear the same dresses? Oh, because they should be the focus of the wedding. Yes, well, all of them. Yeah. Seven brides. Seven brothers. For a man with seven willies. Oh. Yeah. So the focus should be on all of them. Yes. Every single one. Almost like royalty, yeah, for the day. Michelle, why do bridesmaids always wear the same matching dresses? Any thoughts, any ideas? In case you wanted to kidnap the bride, you weren't quite sure which one was which. That is an Ooh, excellent, nice. excellent answer. Chad, any thoughts, anything you'd like to add to that? Maybe it indicated that they were all available. Ooh. <laughs> oh. oh, These are very good answers. None of them are correct, but they're oh, very, very no. good well, whatever. answers. In Roman times, what did the Romans ever do for us? In Roman times, <laughs> people believed evil spirits would attend the wedding. So there was an attempt to disguise everyone, to stop the evil spirits from cursing the bride and groom so they didn't know which one was the bride. Oh, so my thought of having a masquerade wedding someday should come into play. I tell you what, you Mm. all gave such good answers, and you were very close. I'm going to give you all one point each, and you get a drunken dance with your father-in-law. Oh, there you go. fan-freaking-tastic. Bridesmaids were required to dress exactly the same in order to confuse the spirits. And it was Queen Victoria who started to wear a different dress and got that into fashion. Of course, for her fashion for funerary after Prince Albert died meant that everyone was wearing black all of the time. And you associate the Victorians with wearing black and funerary for that very reason. Vowels did the same thing, by the way. Brides would wear a vowel 
so the evil spirits, the evil demons, didn't know what the bride looked like. Why does the groom carry the bride across the threshold after the marriage? You've just got married. You've eaten your cake. You've danced the night away to the birdie song. Yeah. Everybody's happy. <laughs> you know, you've been there, right? Yes. Right. Your groom, as dictated by tradition, carries you over the threshold. You've seen many a comedic moment where the bride has suddenly banged her head <laughs> or yeah. he slipped over and she's come down on him or he's put his back out. I just need you to tell me why that happens. What takes place? Um, I That is very confusing to me. I'm going to say that it was a big threshold and he didn't want her to trip. There, he's thinking about her. Yeah, be he very doesn't want careful. New... Watch your step. Mind the doorstep that we just found on Oak Island. Yeah. <laughs> that big stone there. Yeah. Laying in the car park. Don't want to fall over that. I'll help you, sweetheart. Jump into my arms. I don't want you arms. to get dirty. There you go. Any thoughts, Michelle? Anything you'd like to add as to why he would carry his bride over the threshold? It's got to be something to do with luck. Or the, you know, the future out with the old and with the new, I don't know. Did you get carried over your threshold? No. Did your threshold get penetrated without you being held? No. You just walked straight in, did you? <laughs> yep. Chad, any thoughts? Anything you'd like to share? Isn't it symbolic of the two going into a new location area of their life uh, together? It's a show of bravery. The groom is showing that he's valiant and brave to protect her from more evil spirits. Then why does he push her first? He, he doesn't. should walk in backwards. <laughs> so not only has he picked his bride up, and this is America, and she weighs 600 pounds, he's now walking backwards, is he? That's right. If he wants to protect her from what's ever inside the house, duh. It was spirits lurking below. Oh, whatever. All about ghosts and spirits, you see. Yeah, yeah. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now update your Facebook That's statuses. That's so he can throw the bride at him. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Here. Now, for good luck, you're in Egypt. Yeah. You've got the pyramids behind you. They have Egyptian snails that have shells on their back in the shape of pyramids. Good. You're not in denial. No. What do bridesmaids do to their bride? On the wedding day, and it is quite mean. So you're in Egypt. You're about to get married. You've got your bridesmaids. Tar and feather her. They're going to tar and feather her just before oh. she's going to be taken up the aisle. Yeah. That's what you're saying, <laughs> is it? Yep. It's actually not the aisle. The aisles are bits down the side. It's actually the central passageway. Yeah. So if you look at a plan of a church, the bit up the middle is the central passage. Almost like waxing with tar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you're taking her up the central passage rather than taking her up yeah. the aisle. I just want to correct that for everybody. Yeah. They wax her whole body. They're waxing <gasps> her whole body. Ooh. She hasn't yeah. got her hair on her. She looks like a plucked chicken. <laughs> Someone fetch me an onion. Yep. Okay. Michelle, your mind works in very strange and bizarre ways. Michelle, what do Egyptian bridesmaids do to the bride before she gets married? They throw... Oranges at her. That's very random, but oranges do come <laughs> from that area. I was in Tunisia in North Africa. You can pick them off the trees. Chad, any thoughts other than being shaved with an inch of your life and having an orange thrown at you? Oh, they coat her with something gross. Something gross. Camel phlegm. Uh, <laughs> that takes a lot of getting, doesn't it? The a lot of camels. Camel phlegm. Are they dressed up as well? Do they have makeup on? Are they the ready? camels? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So they're camels using uh, they're using camel rouge, are they? That's, oh, <laughs> I love man. this no. show. They pinch her. They actually have to pinch to the get bride. the rosy color in her cheeks. I don't know why they pinch her, but they do. Hmm. There we go. Mm. My dad stood up at my sister's wedding and gave a speech. It was the worst speech I'd ever heard. I was so embarrassed. 
I didn't realize how bad my father was at public speaking because I do it all the time. It's my job, and I just took it for granted that it was running through our DNA. But apparently it's not. He said, I've seen her sick. I've seen her wet herself. I've seen her cry herself to sleep. But enough about her 18th birthday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> really? 100% true. Really? I tell you. There will be points one at this point. How many tons of gold are made into wedding rings each year in the United States of America? Closest one wins looking for a number, Miss Morris. Mm, can you give me like... Um... It's between one and a hundred. <laughs> tens? It, tens, yes. Ten tens. 32 tons. 32 tons of gold every year made into wedding rings in the United States. Yeah, 32, 23, one of those two. <laughs> Hang on, I've got to write these down. 32, 23. I'm dyslexic, help me. Yes, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. I was told I was illiterate and I said that's not true. Both my parents are married. Uh. <laughs> Michelle, how many tons of gold every year made into wedding rings in the United States? Four. You are going with four tons. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go like two. You're going with two. Miss Morris is actually the closest with a guess of 23. It's my lucky number. 17. It comes up every time, 17. Go to the bingo. Choose 17. It will be the one that wins you the money. 17 tons of gold every year turned into wedding rings in the United States. What did brides shave on their (gasps) wedding day in China? Oh, my. There was a young woman from China. Their eyebrows. And she's shaving. You said earlier, didn't you, that the Egyptians may have done that but you were wrong but we're now in china and you may not be right their eyebrows you are saying that chinese women particularly on their wedding day yeah will shave their eyebrows so they look excited when they go down (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah she did look surprised didn't she why's that woman got some night logos on her face (laughs) michelle what do chinese brides shave on their wedding day they shave their yeah head they shave their head. Anything you'd like to add to that that keeps us still on the air, Chad? I'm going to go armpits. Shaving their armpits. Miss Morris is 100% correct. Really? Yeah. I shall Thank give her two hairy you. points. It is 100% true. They shave their eyebrows. They are considered to be alluring to men. And so to have your eyebrows oh. shaved renders them powerless to attract men in China. Wow. So you're getting married. Let's make you look ugly. There you go. Now you can put 40 pounds on. I yes. have lots of power. <laughs> yes, I can see what you've done there. You're rubbing your eyebrows. <laughs> this isn't good radio. You know that. <laughs> Never take advice from someone with bad eyebrows. You leave this show wow. with wow. more than you arrive with. Men who kiss their wives in the morning I said to live how many years longer than those? Eight to ten. That don't. <laughs> to 10 wow you're throwing a net out this time yeah because she likes them otherwise she wouldn't do it therefore they allow them to live eight to ten years more ah i would have uh kissed my wife good morning when i was married if i knew where she was wow (laughs) (laughs) there we go what do you think michelle heather's thrown her net wide you're gonna go like one to a hundred what are you going with there Five. You're going with five. Chad, any thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Um, Michelle Corey is 100% correct. I shall give her a little kiss on her forehead tomorrow morning when I wake up. Boom. 
Boom. You, you wonder how I've broken into your house and wedged another squirrel into your toilet. God, don't. It is five. They live five years longer, apparently, if you kiss your wife in the morning. I'm uh. off. Got to go to work. Make a living. There you go. My ex-wife said uh, I didn't listen enough or something like that. <laughs> I love this show. On this day in 1533... There was a lot of marriages. Anne Boleyn married Henry VIII on this very day. Wow. In 1981, Bill Murray, who we love, of course. I love him. Ghostbusters. Married oh, yeah. Margaret Kelly in Las Vegas on the Super Bowl final, which was oh. today in 1981. And President William McKinley married Ida Saxton in 1871. You love the old names, don't you? Gladys, Ida. Yeah. Do you want our Ida down? No, she's been down twice already. On this day in 1943... Tobe Hooper was born in Texas Austin. Who was Tobe Hooper? Any thoughts? 1943. He created he Toblerones. He created the Swiss chocolate in the shape of the Matterhorn. <laughs> who thought that a man who made Swiss chocolate in the shape know, of the Matterhorn right? it's crazy. was born in Austin, Texas? Tobe Hooper, anyone? People will be shouting this name out. He died, unfortunately, in 2017, a couple of years ago, but he was born on this very day. So wherever you are in the world, the universe. famous. Happy birthday. I would like to think so. It's famous as the other people we mentioned on this show. Like famous like spam famous? or Like famous like spam. Yeah. Spam of. Use your psychic skills. What are you picturing when I say the name Tobe Hooper? What comes to mind? Is it something that Texas is famous for? Yes. Texas is. And he's dead. Yes. Mm. Lassoes. You do realise we've got to be finished <laughs> at the end of the hour. He was the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974 and the director of Poltergeist in 1982. He filmed Salem's Lot in 1979 and directed Tales from the Crypt as well as the music video for Billy Idol Dancing with Myself in 1983. So for the first time in the history of NQTA <gasps> Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, which boy. seems to fit in well with our previous themes. Mm. But the original Leatherface house, which he shared with his family, of course, it's in Williamson County in Texas. All you need to do to win your points tonight is to tell me what that building is now being used for. There we mm. go. A meat locker? You think... That the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family home is now a meat locker. Yep. That would be an interesting It'd be funny. marketing tool, wouldn't it? It would be funny. Texas Chainsaw Massacre meats. <laughs> Why are we selling meats. anything? <laughs> I'll take the meat surprise. I'll take, I'll take the leg of lamb. <laughs> there you go. No? No? No. Oh. Michelle. What is that building now being used for? It's got to be a B and B. It's a B and B. Sweet, Chad. What are your thoughts? In the ultimate irony, it's a shelter for battered women. It oh. is a restaurant. It's called the it Grand is. Central Cafe. Just don't order the sausage. Would be my. <laughs> <laughs> you will win some points. Originally, Hooper wanted a PG rating. <laughs> uh, how? Yeah. Well, how? you say that, but we will go on. This was one of the first. In Britain, when the video stores first came out for the VHS, this was like the video nasty. There was things like Driller Killer, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was a real group of films that really had a cult following on VHS. And I remember as kids going in there and seeing all the gory paintings and the posters and the covers 
of all of those things. But he did want a PG rating for the film to reach a wider audience, of course, claiming that there's hardly any blood in it. <laughs> there isn't. This is the point. There isn't that much blood in it. And we will but go on. blood isn't what makes it R. We will, we will go on and discuss that in a second. How many ounces of fake blood did Hooper say they used Jeez. in the film altogether? 62 pounds. It's in ounces I need it. Oh, for well, crying. Whatever 62 times 16 is then. What's that yeah. then, Chad? A oh. lot. 144. You're going with 144 <laughs> ounces of blood. Yeah. Fake blood, I might add. That's what my spirit guides are telling me. Yeah. So and how have they I'm worked for you for the last five years, your spirit guide They're in the drunk. quiz section? Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Wow. Your spirit guides would drunk and walk across the dance floor and won a dance competition. That's right. I love them. They're my favourite. Michelle, how many ounces of blood were used in the filming of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, according to Tobe Hooper, the director whose birthday it is today? Ten. Ten ounces. Chad? Twenty. Michelle Corey is 100% correct in that she went with ten. It was, in fact, two ounces. Whoa. Mm. There was only two, two ounces? ounces of fake blood. And I can tell you the scene, actually. It's the scene at the dinner table where he's cutting the finger and they had a little bulb and the knife shut the blood out when oh, her finger was being disgusting. cut. There you go. Fantastic. And good time. So Michelle has a nice, respectable skin face of fire. The film's intensity gained it an R rating. You mentioned this a little while ago. It's yeah. probably not as gory as you actually remember it. It's just intense. There's hardly yeah. any blood in it there's just a lot of rotting it's, food it's emotional body yeah. parts that's yeah. right stressful so he said there's no blood in this film and they yeah, couldn't argue matter. with that but the intensity got it an r rating go back and look again it's not as gory as you would probably in think chainsaws good for getting rid of zombies demons and texas teenagers apparently that Ooh. was then but this is now as we enter the round we love the most it's the <gasps> mailbag we love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Any comments about the show, anything you'd like to bring up, I would love to read them out. I also want to know where you're listening. Why not write to us and say exactly where you're listening at the moment, and not I will exactly. give you a huge <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> sitting on the toilet, not in the exactly. bath, chasing some teenagers through the woods no. with a chainsaw. No. Whatever you're up to, getting married, <laughs> shaving the bride, any of those things. Lorraine, good friend and listener of the show, Hello, posted, Lorraine. What the hell possessed Adrian to move from England to Minnesota? <laughs> Don't you know there's always nine feet of snow on the ground? That's true. This yes. is true, and there's more coming. I yep. know. We've had a lot of snow. <laughs> Blizzard yesterday. Uh, we are listened to in a hundred and ninety countries all over the world. A hundred thousand listeners and like Lorraine she's listening first on the Dark Matter Digital Network 10pm Central Time every Friday night come rain, snow and shine John has written great show tonight this was posted oh, last week thank you John. Thanks, John who are you going to call MQTA Radio of course if you nice. remember yes. last week's show was around the theme of Ghostbusters yep. yeah. so if you wish to listen to that show you need to jump over to Patreon and donate a single dollar and you will listen to that straight away otherwise you're going to have to wait a month before that show is yep. archived but john's listening on soundcloud as well if you go to soundcloud.com search for mqta radio all of our shows over the last five years are there for you so you can listen to them 
and back to back and why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do and remember we stay in the studio at the top of the hour we do an extra 10 to 15 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother when we search through the stories of the paranormal the weird the strange the bizarre we come across stories of a sexual nature and we cannot read them out in fear of getting a hefty fine or being removed but that doesn't stop us, does it? No. By Jove, that doesn't stop us. That means we stay in the studio at the top of the hour and we record extra. So if you go over to SoundCloud, you will hear an extra. I say 10 to 15. We tend to ramble and it's more yeah. like 20 to 25 <laughs> we minutes. We never ramble. Of filth. Us? What are you going to find over there? There'll be big, hot splashes of... Oh, so naughty. There'll be moisture that's being sucked into the air by globules of... Gruel. Lady Gruel? <laughs> that's like a type of porridge. What are you doing in the bedroom? Gruel. What's I this Oliver it. Twist? Gruel? Mm. Maltal meal. Please, sir. <laughs> may I have some more? No. Please, sir, can I have some more? It's a hard knock life. <laughs> I think you've made a lot of men in prison all over the country. Very happy right now. Jerry in Michigan posted, we get to listen to the shower game plus the Not For Your Mother segment. So another Ooh. good reason there to go over to SoundCloud. New member who goes by the name 13th Paradox. Like it. Loves when Michelle says Not For Your Mother in a tiny voice. Can you do that for me? For your mother. That's very <laughs> squeaky. That's funny. What? Very, very squeaky. What Do that about? again. One more time. Not for your mother. That's bizarre, isn't it? Are we taking requests? Is this a show that does requests? Not for your mama. There you go. See the difference. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, we leave. You leave this show. We leave this show with more than we arrive with. If we make you laugh, we have a lot of costs. We have a lot of overheads. We, yeah. we have to pay for the studio and all of the platforms I'm about to read out. But if you jump over to Patreon, donate a single dollar, look for MQTA Radio. Right. We said if we get to $100 an episode, we will film the studio. We will film us performing <laughs> the not for your mother section. We tested out the camera, <laughs> didn't we? We did test out the camera in the studio. This is 100% true. I was going to mention this later, but I did a reading. I might do these regularly i'm a psychic i read tarot amongst other things and we filmed in the studio a few days ago and we filmed me turning some tarot cards over and just giving everyone a reading for the next couple of weeks we've had the full moon we've had the craziness of christmas things are happening in the universe a lot of people have had bad luck people have died some terrible things have happened in the world i thought it was time to turn a few cards over and we filmed that yeah. so if you wish to look at my reading for you free of charge for the next few weeks how you need to approach the world and how you need to approach the universe if you go to youtube shirts for adrian lee and readings or if you go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian and scroll through you will see that reading i've done for you but i'm thinking i might do that every couple of weeks actually yeah. i like that we could do one for uh, valentine's day couldn't we Ooh, to see yeah. how to approach second that. Halloween. Yes, yeah. second Halloween. Lots of candy. John has posted, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, I highly recommend it. It's a single dollar. Thank yeah, you very thank much. Thank you, John. Thanks. John's great. Yeah. 13 Paradox has also added, great show as usual. Been listening to the iTunes archives all week long, patiently waiting on Friday to roll around. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Nice. Thank you He so says much. hi from St. Lucia. Wow. Nice. And I thanks for the that. ad. He listens on the Dark Matter Digital Network. So we have listeners in St. Lucia. I was going to let you know that the third spot this week 
on SoundCloud was taken up by Malta. Malta? Malta. Really? Yeah. I dated a woman from Malta. That's not like her. 1996. <laughs> Did she have a falcon? I have no idea what she's got. I see what you've done there. <laughs> she was from Valletta. But yes, Malta's a fabulous place to visit. Mm-hmm. My parents had a timeshare there for a while. Yeah. The island of Gozo. Yeah, I know Malta very, very well. But that's amazing. I can't believe they finished third this I, week on listeners. I love Gozer. In yes. Zool. <laughs> you just knew that was going to happen. Anyone else want to make a joke at the expense of the Maltese? Any jokes about Maltesers? Anything anyone wants to add to that? Let's get it out, your sister. Malta meal. Anything else? Anything anyone wants to add? Don't they make vinegar? Of course they do. <laughs> In between their porridge-making exercises. Yes. Wow. But you can catch us on many, many platforms. We're on iTunes, SkyTunes, Biotunes, Baboons, Tesla Monkeys, Chunky Monkeys, Stitcher, Bitcher, <laughs> Baseball Pitcher, Spotify, Buzz Sprouts, Bean Sprouts, Let It All Hang Out, Tune In, Sort In, Slow Gin, Froggy When a Colting. So <laughs> it's all there it. for you. That's you can look one. us up at any time. Go to our Facebook site as well. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the banter is on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Twitter. Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter. And my books, don't forget, Mysterious Minnesota. Digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites and many other ghost books, books on hauntings, books on history and the paranormal. Look me up on Amazon. That's Adrian Lee. All of my books are there for you. We mentioned the readings, of course, that we did Mm -hmm. on YouTube this week. Have a look for those. Is it time to mention The Curse of Oak Island? Oh. Oh, that's been so much fun. Heather, you do a really good job at explaining what we do every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, and it allows me to have a swig of my drink. Oh, every Tuesday we invite all of our friends and new friends to join us for a live chat during the Oak of Island. Oak of Curse <laughs> Island. Oak of Curse Island. Have another drink, Morris. What are you drinking tonight? Mm, it would be coconut rum and raspberry cherry juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, my best friend. You are your family. Your family. Oh. I love you. Your family. You're it's not called all the coconut fiber. They find. Yes, <laughs> right. we should invent a cocktail called the Curse of Oak Island. Yeah, oh, for sure. We need to get some mud in it. So some sort of chocolate would be the way to go because oh. there's lots of mud. And coconut, coconut. like a Kahlua. Rum. Or... Couldn't we call it the rusty nail or something? Yeah. The junky nail. Nice. Oh. <laughs> if any of our listeners want to ride in with a recipe for a Curse of Oak Island cocktail, and it you drink until you hit a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that Guinness tastes like sucking a penny. Oh, God, no. Do you know that? Yeah, Penny's a very popular woman in Wyndham. (laughs) It's true. The finger drain. Oh, yeah. So, French drain. That's good. So, every Tuesday, we invite you to join our Facebook group, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. We're all on there. We're all commenting. We're having gift wars. Oh, God. And puns. <laughs> we had hundreds and hundreds of followers and listeners. It was hilarious. I've given up watching the show. It's just on in the background. No, it is. It is. You just kind of listen to it. You don't oh. even watch it, but it is amazing. And so if you can join us, you know, please feel free to chip in. Don't be afraid. No. We're all just blurting we, out yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. I will just summarize this week's show. I mean, it was on for an hour. They found a stone in the car park with some grooves in it. Yep. Oh, God. Okay, you can join us yeah. every Tuesday. Chad, it has now come to the part of the show that you read out your random Uh-oh. fascinating fact of the evening. Civil play, Dr. Peters. 
Pennsylvania Dutch did not originate in Holland. The term Pennsylvania Dutch refers for, to a mispronunciation and misinterpretation misspelling of the German word Deutsch, meaning German. What is Pennsylvania Dutch? Amish. Yeah, they're like Amish and uh, Mennonites okay. and Moravians. They're, I'm uh, learning more each week on more questions and answers. That's got to be worth a single dollar of anyone's money. Michelle's on five. I'm yet to score. Heather's on three. Chad has scored a silitary one as we move into the round that is ghosts and hauntings. And remembers we don't do orbs. A mum has claimed her son's guardian angel granddad appeared in a baby scan photo taken the day after he died. That was so crap. <laughs> At least I got me sentence out. <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to add? Oh, I'm so glad I didn't have a drink in my mouth. Oh my. Is there going to be a snort in there? Should we hang on or are you good? No, I'm good. Rebecca Frew, 23, was left reeling after spotting what appeared to be the face of her partner's late dad mm. on the right-hand side of the scan. Stephen Graham, 46, had been rushed to hospital on the same day Rebecca had found out she was pregnant, despite being told she had a very low chance of ever conceiving a child. The day after Stephen passed away, Rebecca suffered heavy bleeding and was rushed to an emergency scan. What are you <laughs> laughing for, you heathens? Because Michelle took a big swig of drink and it all came out. <laughs> there we go. If you're playing the bell, bunk and snort drinking game, you are now allowed to have a shot wherever you are in the world if you're in Malta. St. Lucia or anywhere else. You've got alcohol over my script now, you know. <laughs> and my mic is dripping. <laughs> That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> yes, we didn't introduce Michael. He's also sat with us tonight. It wasn't until she showed the scan photo to her 50-year-old mum, Janet Frew, that they spotted the face appearing to look down on her baby. Wow. It's a very stern face, by the way. He must have been it's a very, not a face at all. What very, are you talking very about? Grumpy it's old a man. blur. It's a blob. Rebecca and her partner, Craig Graham, claim it is Stephen's face peering down on their little one from the right hand side of the scan. The couple named their now three year old son, Craig Stephen Graham, in recognition of the grandfather and the guardian angel. Rebecca from Glasgow said, I was terrified. Sorry, Glasgow. I was terrified when I, I saw the face of a scan. I took oh. a picture like, you know, I was showing everybody. What do they drink in Glasgow? Everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and asking <laughs> if they could see it or if it was my imagination. It was imagination. Everybody could see it, apart from Morris. We're all in shock. <laughs> <laughs> you would swear it was my partner's dad with his hair and stuff. No, what? <laughs> you could see everything. Should you be worried <laughs> that your father-in-law's face is in your womb? That sounds like an episode it of Jerry Springer. My father-in-law's <sighs> face is in my womb. God. Very scary picture. They believe this to be a ghost. Mental health nurse, because she's a mental health nurse. So of course she is. Should yep. give you a clue or womb with a view. Oh. <laughs> you decide, go to our Facebook site and decide no. whether Miss Morris is right to call that oh. bunk. What have you got for me tonight, Morris, in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, a man is convinced picture captures a ghost of a fallen WW2 pilot. Mm. Are you as excited as I am right now? Pretty much. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. A photographer is convinced he has captured the ghost of a World War II pilot on camera at an abandoned RAF site. Dean Simmons, 33, 
is an urban explorer with an interest in abandoned war sites around South Wales. He says he was exploring with his friend Gareth Edwards, 35, when he recorded this spooky apparition. The pair were checking out the abandoned air raid shelters near what was once RAF Lodlow? Lodlow? Ludlow. Yeah, that's where they were. <laughs> Magic. They were setting up to take footage of the area for a video when Dean, from the bridge end, noticed something lurking in the doorway of the decoy bunker. He is now convinced that he has captured on camera the ghost of the World War II pilot. I have to tell you, it's bunk. Oh, she's bunking her own so stories. Crap. But you so thought you'd crap. read it out anyway. You made it it's, further than yours. You are did. bunking yeah. your own story. I, I am because it's crap. I saw it. It's just wow. <sighs> You're done, are you? Is there more? You no, can squeeze the pips no, out. No, I'll, I'll squeeze them. Sergeant <gasps> Marion Arthur Plumto died. Plum yeah. Toe. Yeah, well, it's spelled P L O M T E A U X. Plumto. Plumto. Died when his is not so funny now, is it? No, it's not. No, you're ruining this show. You're ruining it. Ruined. She does this every week. She sets us up to be funny and then says they died in a terrible massacre. Yeah. Or they got Ruined. decapitated. Or none of them survived. Nah, well, he died when his plane stalled during a practice dog fight and spun into the ground at the field adjoining Lan Lane. Dean says he still plans to carry on looking at RAF Lundlow or Ladlow or wherever the heck it was before moving on to RAF Stormy Down, but promised Stormy Down. I've seen a video with her. Don't do it. Isn't that? (laughs) No, 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 we're not listening, but promised (laughs) never to return to the decoy bunker site. He said, I would never go back to the decoy site, even if I was paid. I truly think I caught. On camera. This is the oh. only Pakistani fighter pilot in the Second yeah. World War. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Not going to do it. Not going <laughs> to eat broccoli. Didn't want us there. Thousand points of light. Pale, fright, pale <laughs> white face. Prudent. Black hair. Will stay with me for a while. Don't want to see it again. Not going. Wow. I'm, I have nothing left to say. I don't know where we're going and what we're doing. He's I'm losing my crap. grip on the day. I, I shall crap. give you two points for bunking your own story on up to a rather resplendent dogfight. A woman bought a baby dress back in 2011, only for her granddaughter to be born on exactly the same day, seven years later. Isn't that special? The grandmother-to-be from Florida. Yay! Yay! In the USA, had wanted to be a grandparent so badly she purchased the dress years before her daughter gave birth. This is all about intentions, isn't it? Marjorie Zaba, the woman's daughter, revealed the creepy coincidence on Facebook, sharing a photo of the receipt her mother had received in 2011. Good question. (laughs) Morris. Why are you keeping a receipt for 12 years? If the dress didn't fit or she didn't like it. Not going to be able to take it back anyway. She could take it back. <laughs> no. If, I wanted if she bought it in Sears, she wouldn't be able to take it back. That's right, JCPenney. Any of those. If I wanted a woman to get pregnant, buying a dress is not the way I'd do it. What, a baby dress? 
Yeah, baby definitely clothes. not a baby dress. <laughs> I think it'd be very odd if you turned up on the first date with a collection of baby clothes. Or a wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm guessing either of those wouldn't go down well, would it? <laughs> oh, good God. Dating tips. You hear it her first on more questions than answers. You'd look great in this. Worst thing. Uh... Worst thing to wear on a first date. I'm going deep sea diving suit. Go. The Borat swimsuit. A wetsuit with the ass cut out. An eye patch. Assless Nothing else. Chaps. Santa Claus outfit. Mm. <laughs> Any furry outfit. Your mother's mm. face on your face. Oh. Butt plug. What <laughs> a bellhop uniform. <laughs> uh, cowboy outfit. I think lots of points <laughs> all around. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. According to Tampa's ABC Action News, her mum had been shopping at a department store in Macy's on September the 9th, 2011, when she spotted the dress. She was finally able to gift it seven years later as her daughter's gender reveal party in May 2018. The proud grandmother-to-be wrote on the receipt, Look how long I've had this, and circled the date. Marjorie gave birth to a daughter, Madeline, four months after the gender reveal, on September the 9th, 2018. But the significance of the date went unnoticed until last week, when Marjorie was going through the baby clothes she'd received at her party. She found the dress from her mother, which still had the tags on it. When she went to cut the tags off, she realised that it had been purchased on her little girl's birthday. Marjorie wrote on Facebook, This is too good not to share. My mum gave me a gift at our gender reveal party. She had bought this little dress years before, hoping she'd have a granddaughter one day. It was thought it was cool, so I kept the tags on. Tonight I snapped this picture to remember it before cutting the tags off to wash the dress. When I sent the picture to my mum, I noticed something. She bought this dress on Madeline's birthday seven years prior. How do you explain that? Happy tears. Just a normal baby dress? Well, that is odd, I must confess. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I shall give myself a couple more points for being a little bit interesting michelle wait a second i got a comment <laughs> you're jumping in are you you've not commented enough throughout all my stories you need to now do no, another one no it's very short i skipped this story but i need to tell you i was going to do a story about the new gender reveal sensation is lasagna huh lasagna yes. is yes. the new gender reveal sensation they have out there now currently when you do a gender reveal party that you bake a lasagna and when guests cut into it it reveals either pink or blue inside that's the new thing it's Just way classier you know. than having somebody jump out of a cake that is true that's remarkable so you have gender reveal lasagna gender reveal lasagna now yeah. available in walmart <laughs> You stopped the show for that, did you? You stopped the natural ebb and flow. You destroyed the energy to tell me that there's gender reveal lasagna now available. That's right. I'm trying to be informative. (laughs) The word preceding that was fun and informative, if you recall. What's the opposite of fun? You. Nice. (laughs) Why am I here? Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, I have a Muslim family that was haunted by a monk that called a priest for exorcism as the ghost is Christian. An exorcist priest has told how he was called upon to cast out a ghost monk 
haunting a terrified Muslim family because the eerie specter was a Christian. Reverend Jason Bray, a parish priest with the title of Diocesan Deliverance Minister, revealed the news in a rare interview about his job. Because they had seen what they thought might be a monk, they felt this was a Christian ghost, and therefore they needed a Christian deliverance minister, exorcist, whatever you want to call us, to sort the problem out, Bray said. They were terrified. The Muslim family were referred to the priest via social services, and his bishop's office reveals today's Sunday Times. Reverend Bray is one of several hundred priests working for the Church in Wales and the Church of England, whose job it is to deal with nuisance poltergeists. He revealed he is called into action around six times a year, but insists much of the work turns out to be fairly routine. The priest also carries out the rite of major exorcism, a rare and highly secretive ceremony when the alleged demons are cast out. Reverend Bray, who is based in the Welsh borders, told the paper, The monk incident was actually deemed low-level poltergeist activity. He said he arrived wearing a stole. Fabulous! (laughs) He's got all the kit, hasn't he? Let's go to Exorcism Zara Us and get kitted out. Stole. Yeah. Exorcism Hut. And a colored cloth worn draped over the shoulders and resolve the problem by saying a blessing and the Lord's prayer. So, easy peasy. (laughs) Ghostly monk. Or load of bunk. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We've got time to squeeze in just a couple more stories in the round of the strange and the bizarre. They're the stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of this? Well, you know what's just around the corner, right? Yep. Anybody? Anybody? Valentine's Day. Uh, I was going to guess that. Were you? Good. (laughs) Points go begging. (laughs) (laughs) And since I love 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 valentine's day as i know everybody else here does you can always give us cards and candy and socks at p.o box 21 in window minnesota <laughs> five six one oh one i want socks why what? you want <laughs> you want random people in prison from all over america and in florida <laughs> sending you socks Send me uh-uh. your socks What's wrong with you yeah, go got... with new socks yeah. yeah i got reindeer threesome socks for christmas i'm what? pretty excited about it oh yeah how is oh, your yeah. mother <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh they're awesome nice very nice well since valentine's day is around the corner we've got to love your partner i know you do and do you love crisps Which are potato chips to all us Americans. Thank you. Loves my chips. Then Those chips are going to go straight to your ass. Do you know that? Straight to your hips. Straight to your hips, though, those chips. Yeah. Then here is the perfect Valentine's food for you. Tyrell's has launched the first ever crisp to contain aphrodisiac properties. Oh. So they're aphrodisiac potato chips. That's right. I said it. Can't wait. You'd be licking the packet out, wouldn't you? Oh, God. (laughs) That's what she said. Was that a snort? If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Miss Corrie has allowed you your second swig of the evening. Mm. The crisp brand claimed their new aphrodisiac variety will get pulses racing on Valentine's Day by combining two simple ingredients. And if you want Saturated fat. Yes. And Viagra. (laughs) Saturated fat and Viagra. The best double act of the 1990s. (laughs) 
<laughs> Y'all are wrong. Let's get it out. It's sweet, sweet honey and fiery spice chili. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I said it. I love it. Little chip. Your hip. Yeah. Good to are do you it. Right? <laughs> Good God. You are now welcome to take your third drink of the night. Michelle's on a roll. Get it down, you boy. <laughs> According to, to Tyrell, these two ingredients can have a powerful effect on the body. With, <laughs> with the honey. Cheese and onion. Mm, the honey. Ready salted. Oh, salt and vinegar. The honey. Prawn cocktail. Tinkers mm, yeah. with your hormone <laughs> levels. Mm, that's what honey does. Mm-hmm. Like this. Mm-hmm. Smooth honey. Yeah. <laughs> All the Sorry. movements. We're on the radio. So We're on the radio. So no one can see it. Mm. Poor people. And the chili triggering nerve endings in the tongue like this. What do you do no! with that packet of chips? Releasing endorphins and increasing your heart rate. That's what Greenpeace do, isn't it? Releasing dolphins. And yeah, (laughs) hearts. But do they actually work? That's what we're trying to figure out with these old potato chips. Polly Hudson and her husband put them to the test. And here's what she thought. Yeah. I never had oysters. That's too bad. Yeah, that's like licking phlegm off a turtle. Doesn't make sense to me that you pay loads of money for something that looks like snot, Mm. which you then don't even taste because you just gulp it down in one. So aphrodisiac wise, I'm pretty much a virgin and assumed I always would be. But now everything, everything has changed on the back of a packet of potato chips. 20p packet chips. Yeah. Because in 2019, we can get our aphrodisiacs in a much more down-to-earth form. Potato chips. Yep. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Tyrells are launching honey and chili flavor, which are guaranteed to heat up date night. My husband Nick and I have been going together for over a decade, so obviously we need all the help we can get. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So we brought a dolphin into the bedroom. (laughs) We agreed to get them. You've got one more there. When you do Valentine's Day again, you've got one more story. Oh, wait, I'm not done. Yeah, there's more is there. Oh, oh good. Done. Good. Right. Nick is extremely excited by the idea from the off, which I take as a massive compliment until I remember we are doing a January health kick and he's just thrilled to be allowed to eat potato chips. <laughs> he tears open the packet with far more enthusiasm than he's ever approached me with. And for a while, I I wonder if I should leave the room and them to it, as I feel a bit like a third wheel. The crisps themselves taste, you know, fine, like potato chips, really. They have a bit of a kick afterwards, thanks to the chili, but otherwise, whatever. And we sit and wait for them to take effect. It's the placebo effect Mm. on potato chips. Any second now, baby. Any three second bags now. of chips and she's anybody. One more bag. One more bag. I can't do. I've never had a three bag <laughs> night. What's wrong with you? You're a crazy woman. You're holding out on me. Yep. Absolutely nothing happened. Still, you never really are going to regret eating Chris, are you? No. So no harm done. Good. Look yeah. at it. It's like a can of Pringles. And at least they weren't oyster flavor. Poor little bugger. Once you pop, you can't stop. Quickly, ram one more story. (sighs) Go on quickly. Okay. Universally inspire repulsion Mm -hmm. and hatred. Mm -hmm. 
They're gross to look at and almost impossible to, to get rid of. Oh. Yeah. It reminds me of something else. Tastes like shrimp. And if you've ever... Yuck. It's the same family. Shrimp? Yes. There's now the perfect way to commemorate your past relationship. With a cockroach ring. Oh, no <laughs> nice. you didn't. Nice. Just in time for Valentine's Day again. Don't forget me. The you crazy can... stuff you are going to be getting. Just... <laughs> you, you can name one after your ex-partner. It's ideal for those still feeling bitter after a breakup. Helmsley Conservation Center is giving people the opportunity to pick and name a creepy crawly after whomever they deem appropriate. See, I'm seeing now a gentleman's club with two cockroaches for the Conservative Party sat in old leather chairs in a library going, I think we've got far too many immigrants coming into the country. <laughs> you can do this for only £1.50. You can name a cockroach after, after your, your ex. ex for £1.50. Absolutely. That's absolutely. $2.80. The name will be displayed at the exhibit so people know <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. i like it so let you me can... take you for a nice trip to the zoo let's go to the cockroach enclosure <laughs> look it's feeding time at 12 o'clock in the cockroach enclosure you can always visit the insect version of your ex to say hi if you want to so if you take part you'll also sorry be did sent... you say an ecstasy hi oh yeah oh, oh god <laughs> you'll also be sent a gift certificate as a keepsake of this cockroach encounter. You can see the resemblance, look. But you won't have a name on it because they don't want to stir up any trouble. So you actually have to go to the zoo to oh. see your ex namesake. Uh, you can also name the cockroach on behalf of Colin. a mate, perhaps. If you said, the MQTA cockroach. If like you it. said, if George had a bad breakup and, you know, You're just Helmsley out. or Suzanne or somebody. Conservation Center. How many said, people do you know called Helmsley? If you went on Facebook right now and went through your friends, how many are called Helmsley? I got lots of friends. Like you don't know. know. Yeah, you don't know. I'm fairly I confident. Have friends. Yes, not called Helmsley, you don't. Maybe. Maybe. Rupert. Quentin. His first name's Chris. <laughs> Quigley. Pippa. Minty. Bad. Can you get a dung beetle? Oh, my. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Kissing cockroaches. That's wow, that's perfect too. That's bad, but it's perfect. Anyway, we are highlighting these creatures through our name, a cockroach program. We think adopt is a little too strong after all. <laughs> you probably don't want to adopt your friend's ex or your ex. I wonder how long they live for the cockroach. We've got to do some research. To raise money oh, for our question. projects at the zoo. So please give a dollar fifty. Name a cockroach after your ex or your friend's ex or your friend's ex ex. At like the it. zoo, we now enter the round that we call Not for Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for searching us out. Why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you appreciate the show. If you're listening on SoundCloud, if you're listening on iTunes, on Stitcher, you can leave us a short review. Good job, guys, would be sufficient, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would help us enormously this is the round we cannot read out when we're on air it mm -mm. contains all of the filth all of the naughtiness the stories from around the world that use words and innuendo we couldn't possibly say any other time but we can do whatever we want in the comfort of our studio now that the mm -hmm. show's finished and we're in the last section here yeah. and we're on the internet so thank you for joining us if your mother's of a nervous disposition if you have any minors in the room now would be the time to remove them i never thought i'd read 
this headline in the history of MQTA. Sweet. Irish man with swollen arms. So just think about that. Irish man with swollen arms. Like Popeye? Yes, like Popeye. But Irish. (laughs) An Irish Popeye? Irish man with swollen arms found to have injected himself with semen to cure his backache. Does that help? I've told many a woman I could cure their backache. With semen? Injection? And their headaches too. Oh, gross. Doctors discovered the man's (sighs) bizarre home remedy after he turned up to hospital with a swollen, abscessed arm. In addition to his chronic back condition, his swollen arms was a build-up of injected semen. It got away from his back, went on a little swim, found their way to his biceps. What, 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 what? What, 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 get up, get on the scene, what get up. Pers- why would you do that? I will explain. Okay. Oh, God. While his main complaint was his back pain, the man's arm was found to be swollen, swollen, swollen with semen God. that had leaked into the surrounding tissues from his failed injections. His last dose had been a triple. So now we know what happened to Popeye. The man told doctors about his semen cure and admitted to his inner... Do you use your own or someone else's? This is. Are the symptoms coming and going? <laughs> doctors are looking into it. Paddywhack. Oh, that's genius. It had been... He'd been injecting himself both intravenously and intramuscularly using hypodermic needles. It was entirely his own idea to perform his bonkers treatment without any form of medical advice. No. The man's back improved enough while he was in hospital to discharge himself. So it worked. Are you going to be discharging yourself? My back's out. But he opted to leave. (laughs) You need a bag of potato chips. That'll sort you out. Mm. He opted to leave without having his abscesses in his arm drain. Can you imagine how bad that would smell? If you've got abscesses of semen in your arms. Dr. Pimple Popper could take care of that. It's got in the eye. It's got in the eye. Look at it. Let go like a geezer. That's your favorite show, Michelle. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dr. L. Dunn wrote up the man's case for the January issue of the Irish Medical (laughs) Journal. I bet the Irish Medical Journal's got some really good things in it. It's Uh, got to. The Mm. article was called Seemingly... Seemingly harmless (laughs) harmless Um. back pain. She called the case an example of the dangers of venipuncture when carried out by the untrained layperson. And he risks involved with medical experimentation prior to extensive clinical research. Did it come out like custard? I have no idea. You must be needing to drink more if it came out like that. Mm, You need to take on board. Yeah, you're just... What's wrong with you? I'm barely holding on over here. Hell no, bad back injection or hang on, I've got an erection. Oh, you're disgusting. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lemus Morris. What have you got first me in your stories tonight? Cheese. Oh, can you just stop? What's wrong with you? I need the red bucket. That's the last time you're having any coconut rum based cocktails. Chips. <laughs> it's my Oki Pinoki drink. The mm. curse of Oak Island. The rusty now. Yeah, I got it right here. I think the rusty now might actually be a drink. You it know? is. It yeah. is a drink. So what have you got next, Miss Morris, in the round of Not for Your Mother? I've got women's magazine. Mary Claire has been criticized as irresponsible. 
flexible by medical experts after suggesting that women can insert parsley into their vaginas to induce periods. Parsley. They said that. Yeah. Well, like the whole bottle, or what are we going for? A sprig, or we, or you've got the bottle, parsley. You're in Walmart. You're in the herbs and spices aisle. You go to the bathroom. You you jam a bunch up there. You had dinner out. There's some on the plate. Do you want to squeeze a lemon with that? Wriggle it around for a while, and then put it back on the shelf. No, you leave it up there to marinate. Marinate's the word. Marinate. What are you making? A fish Roast fillet. beef sandwich. Oh, Jesus. Mm. You're on a roll tonight, aren't you? Unbelievable. <laughs> I can tell you straight off the bat that you do not put parsley with roast beef. Oh, that's a no-no. That's horseradish. Well, you need to watch more Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> beef stroganoff. Oh, ish. Stroking off. Stroke one off. Can you add a little sour cream? <laughs> Can you get on with your story? I can't. I'm stopping it. What's here. it about? <laughs> my, my visuals are impaired. Your what? Oh. <laughs> What's I going can't. on? There's a show dying to get out. (laughs) You've wet yourself. I know I'm seeing sour cream and parsley. (laughs) Sour cream and parsley. I'm going to dream about it. Lamb and pea. Mm. Classic meat and vegetable combinations. (sighs) Beef and onion. Great. According to an article that has since been deleted. No kidding. Parsley can help kickstart your period by softening the cervix and leveling hormonal imbalances that may be delaying the period. The reason is supposedly because parsley is an, I don't know this freaking word, an old man in a cagoule. An old man in a canoe. Okay. A is son? that like a little man in a boat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't that the Ernest? little man sits at the front of the boat. <laughs> You're ruining Ernest Hemingway's best book yes. here. Can't yes. help it. Can't help it. A substance that stimulates or increases menstrual flow down the river. If you're struggling to find a dish based on parsley, don't panic. The most infective forms are said to be parsley tea and parsley vaginal inserts. The no, article states no. parsley mm-hmm. sauce is what you would have on a meat pie. If you went to East London, uh, why did you say that? You went now the, I got that visual. If you go to the pie and mash mm. shop, they'd put parsley sauce all over that, and it's I called liquor. That. It's pie and mash with liquor. It's parsley sauce. I don't want that on my meat pie. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) However, doctors strongly advise against inserting parsley into your vajayjay as it can lead to numerous health risks. Yeah. I would urge women not to insert anything unless they have taken proper medical advice. I heard that you could do this with a lettuce. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard I'm people. I'm not going to put a head of a lettuce head of up lettuce? there. Yeah, and if you have just a bit showing, that's just the tip of the iceberg. <sighs> a big and endive. <laughs> a big head's never going to fit up there. No. No. Are you done? No. 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 God, I was praying you were. There are always a few things that should go in the vagina. And <laughs> there's a whole casserole. I got onions, and carrots, vegetables generally. 
aren't one of them. Is parsley a vegetable? It's a, herb. it's a herb. It's a herb. Herb. Herb wow. should never go in your vagina. No. You heard it you here herb. first, ladies and gentlemen. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Oh, a jogger who makes penis shapes with running apps has dedicated her Instagram page to her bizarre art. That's not art. I know. Claire, 33, from New Jersey. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Jersey. First stumbled upon her obsession after unknowingly drawing a male member four years ago. Unknowingly. Yes. So she ran 10 miles around the block and it was the exact shape of twig and berries. With a bell end. Lovely. Mm. She was visiting her brother in Kansas City in 2015 when she got lost on a run. And after checking her GPS tracker, she noticed she had traced the outline of Epinus. Freud would have a field day, wouldn't they? Have a yeah. woman running randomly, unconsciously, not knowing where she yeah. was and drawing a twig and berries. Ever since then, her passion for pounding the pavement, drawing the sexual organ, has grown. And she has even created an Instagram called Dick Run Claire. Is it a strong urge then? Unfortunately, yes. Mm. I don't understand it. Dick Run Claire. Mm-hmm. Gotta have the head for it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. What you've done yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should be on my strange addiction now that I've yeah, heard should. that. Uh, but honestly, I just love running. It's my favorite way to get a workout in. I bet it is. And, and drawing a giant dick across the town is really just a bonus. Her Instagram has become a gallery of different shaped penises, peni, and she has even started creating vaginas on her runs. Does <laughs> she know? She's just going round in circles, isn't she? How many Facebook followers do we have? How many Facebook followers do we have? Not as many as she does, I bet. I've got a, We've got about four, I think. Four thousand, something like that. We've got a hundred thousand on Twitter. That seems isn't to be more like successful. Is it four? We're going to have to get out there and start running in the shape of a penis and vajayjays. Because she has 22,000 followers. Yeah, and I, we never had that many. Who admire her strange hobby and some even send their own attempts. You know why, don't you? Because they've done a search for the word penis or dick and sure, her sites just, come up. Yeah. That's what's happened. Why don't we do like this? Michelle, you and I can be in the studio with our little video camera going. Yeah. And we'll do bird box challenge, Pictionary, <laughs> draw a penis. Bird box challenge. Bird box, <laughs> bird box challenge. Draw a penis. Draw bird a box penis. Challenge. Do it on Chad's forehead. <laughs> I think we could get some followers from that. So the trouble week- with that is that when you draw it, you're obviously having to bring that from somewhere. Yeah. So if you draw one. You're going to be drawing one that you remember or one that you've had some but sort of... But it won't ex- match up because we'll be blindfolded like bird box. So it could be quite fun. And we'll put it on a little easel with some maybe like some chalk and Bob markers. Ross. Oh, I like yeah. it you a lot. sit there like Bob Ross. Oh, my God. We could wear a wig and everything. We'll Bob do the- Ross bird box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob Ross bird, bird box, box penis challenge. challenge. <laughs> I'm sure that website's been taken. No, we're no, gonna do we'll it. never get the we domain name. We can get our viewers, we'll, listeners, to do it too. We can get followers. I think we can do it. Heather, we're gonna do this <sighs> next week. Bert, oh, Bob Ross, 
Bird Box. Bob Ross. Bird Box. Sentences <laughs> you never thought you'd hear said on the radio. Uh, Tell me you've got some more of this story. I do. I have two more lines. She said that she has received screenshots of their own routes from fellow fitness enthusiasts. The 33-year-old biggest run was 14 miles in Vermont. But she is now trying to draw a penis in each of the 50 U.S. states. Well, that's I'm sure she great. could draw a big one in Minnesota. Yeah. Happy days. Stella McCartney's new men's range inspired by the Beatles film Yellow Submarine includes a shirt with a penis-shaped cloud on it. So not living off of her dad's memory, that's a good no, thing. No, no, no. Stella McCartney's new autumn range includes a shirt that's a bit, hey, rude. See what I did there? Nice. That's As it features a huge penis-shaped cloud across the front. Come together. A model showing off the expensive garment seemed to be oblivious to what was emblazoned across it. The trendy piece is part of the 47-year-old Stella's new men's collection. The outfit, which isn't for sale yet, is completed by a long-sleeved cream turtleneck, smart black trousers, and motorcycle boots. Mm. It is one of the 34 released and takes inspiration from Dad Paul's Yellow Submarine animated film, which was revived, revived for its 50th anniversary last summer. Mm. The strange images surrounding the band also feature in the film, which was later made into an album and is illustrated by German artist Heinz Endelman. Mama Four McCartney launched her label in 2001 and now runs 17 stores internationally. A fashion insider said, What an almighty cock-up. I cannot uh-huh. believe anyone noticed before the shirt was printed. The fashion business tends to take itself very seriously, but this will bring a smile to the catwalk, Dolce and Banana. <laughs> I don't want a willy on my shirt, or I guess it can't hurt. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers oh. with Adrian Lee. But the clouds on that shirt do look like a carrot and onions. Did you say what a cock up and I missed it and I should have laughed? Yeah. Because it was hilarious. That was I pretty know. good. I'm on fire. Yes. You are. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round for not for your mother. I love this business. You Uh-oh. love all this business. Yeah. You know, I'm very spiritual, right? Yes. Of course very, you are. Very spiritual. You like your spirits. Yeah. I'm into healing, mm-hmm. healing crystals. Yes. Essential oils, aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have all have been wellness trends for quite some time now. Have you tried the parsley? Mm, no, mm, no. Please pass the parsley. A little bit of salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a snail. <laughs> if you put some salt on that, it'd go like a snail, wouldn't it? It would just like... And dry up. <laughs> that looks angry hanging down that's angry my ex had a snail oh Oh. (laughs) it was a bogey with a crash helmet and then i named him a cockroach (gasps) nice you're on a roll miss morris i know i know well this has been a trend for quite some time now with a cult following of people who swear by their therapeutic properties. Oh, God. While some choose to harness the rock's energy in a form of pyramid-shaped decor or jewelry, one innovative company has... You're popping a rock up your flu. ...has delved into previously untracked territory. Uh-huh. Boldly go... <laughs> Where no man has gone before. 
<laughs> These are the voyages. We don't have any more power. Of the starship plonker. <laughs> I kind of get out. <laughs> they are going into the crystal dildo market. Dilithium crystals? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. The crystal dildo is not working, Captain. <laughs> yeah, you heard me correctly. Chalk rubs. That's right. Chuck <laughs> Wasn't he a blues singer from the 30s? <sighs> Could be. He hung out with Robert Johnson, Chuck well, Rubs. They dubbed itself as the original crystal sex toy company, with all of its products being made from 100% pure crystal. No. Chalk Rubs derived. Did they have like a crystal balls? <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Stare into the crystal balls. I'll read your fortune. Chakrubs derives its name from chakra, yeah. which is the Sanskrit word for that describes energy wheels. I didn't know that. Some yeah, when I'm doing my Reiki wheels. healing, I have to imagine wheels spinning in a clockwise direction. Yeah, yeah. The company produces handmade dildos made from precious minerals like rose quartz and pure amethyst and, and concrete, jade and <laughs> agate, limestone, and you know sand. asbestos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with a line of asbestos dildos? For the friction. When it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> Sandpaper. Stand back. I'm getting the oven gloves. Sandpaper. That would be rough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 3M sandpaper dildos. Well, they pr- each provide their own respective healing or abrasive properties. <laughs> I, I heard said, they were going to swap that. a dildo with a tortoise and got an armor dildo. No. The best part about these dildos, they practically double as home decor. So you totally avoid the semi-awkward moment when a visitor spots your self-pleasuring gadget on your bedside table so you can use them as a little, like, wand or something. Yeah, wand. Harry Potter. This is my wand of pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You better stand at the back, madam. (laughs) I'll show you my wand of pleasure. Yeah. I was trying to There must be a Harry Potter stripper out there somewhere. I'm trying to think of the Harry Potter thing. Leviosa. That's it. When you make something float into the air. Good God. (laughs) I'm going to program Leviosa. No, Leviosa. Leviosa? (laughs) That's some sort of milk pudding from Italy. Point my chakra at someone's weenus and say Leviosa. Well, you've heard it all here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that freaking visual is terrible. Chakra's official website states that using you guys aren't Harry Potter freaks, I am, but there are freaks out there that will be laughing with me. Well, yeah, not here, though. Uh, not, not in here, this though. room. Not this room. Shockrove's official website states that using these intriguing toys results in learning to quiet the mind in order to feel subtle energies or hard energies, whatever. It depends on your mood that day. Develop emotional <laughs> intelligence, strengthen self-awareness, and accepting every aspect of who you are. It goes on to explain how using them not only gets you off, but turns you on in a way in which you will remain turned on and awakened. Well, I hope you're not sleepy with the renewed sense of self-awareness God, and wisdom. Yeah. Wow. With your you wand and your JJ? You would think 
your root chakra, where all that business is taking place, yeah. is normally dark red stones like jasper. Yeah. So why the first port of call as a Reiki master would be, why would you not make one aren't you from in... red jasper or carnelian? Well, okay, I'll agree with that. But why are you injecting amethyst into your root? I'm not injecting anything. I don't want to inject it into my root. Amethyst is a stone of protection. It tends to open up your third eye. That's why. So I would don't protect put it my... down there. It opens up am... your third eye, Michelle. Am I oh. protecting my root? Yes, you are. And you're opening up your third eye. Oh. Everybody's happy. Oh, well, I have one more paragraph. Can I say it now? Go on. All right. Sounds pretty convincing to have this wand up there, right? Yeah. Before you sit back and take a ride on the Crystal Express to Pleasure oh Town. <laughs> Can I take a return trip? Isn't that a song? <laughs> the Crystal Express to Pleasure Town. <laughs> Hold on tight. All on board. Buckle up. Allow us to remind you of the buzz surrounding Gwyneth Paltrow and her overpriced vaginal jade eggs that she had been selling. Jade brings prosperity. If you're short of money, you need to get hold of some jade. Why would you put jade in your vajayjay? To bring money. To money. bring affluence. Is that my money box? I That's... think she was going for kegels, wasn't she? I have no idea what that woman's doing. Squirt that egg out. Yeah. In case, in case you missed it, a gynecologist advised avoiding Paltrow's viral eggs because of potential health risks, such yeah. as bacterial vaginosis and toxic shock syndrome. Toxic shock's terrible. Yikes. That's no fun. Yeah, toxic shock. You're getting legs and eggs. And, and things legs and eggs, and eggs amputated <laughs> yeah, that point. Yeah. and anything else that gets in the way to- yeah ish. <laughs> toxic shock's bad trust yes, me it's naughty wow wand of love or heavens above you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee well all good things oh, come to an one. end so let's look at night scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead battery it was chad who finished fourth tonight and only scored one Single point because I was feeling philanthropic. He wins a free voucher for a scan of an in utero baby. So that should come in very useful. And it's got his father's face in it. Coming in third is Michelle who scored five points. She gets a practice dog fight with a real dog and a crate of plums in second place. If you've only just started listening to this show, you're going to wonder what kind of crazy gear we've been doing. But it does make sense. It is in context. I finished second tonight. I pipped her by one point. I finished in second place with six points. I get free exorcism vouchers plus a buy one, get one free option at Exorcisms R Us. But winning the $33,000 IR camera tonight in resplendent first place is Miss Heather Morris. I did? Who scored nine points. She gets a packet of sexy potato chips and a date with a dolphin. I love them. And I love them too. (laughs) My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Drainer. Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. You've been listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.